back to the community with them. That's what's nice about it because you've got all walks of life here. You've got doctors, lawyers, people who live on the streets, you know, and they all intermix and intermingle and they take it back to their communities with them and hopefully that'll spread to somebody else. What do you think the reason is that fewer people are coming? Well, a lot of it has to do with law enforcement. You know, the law enforcement and U.S. Marshals come in here and it's like they give somebody a ticket for no safety belt while they're driving down a forest road. Okay, and if they don't show up, they put a warrant out for them. So the U.S. Marshals come in here and arrest them, try to create a scene, and they actually get paid to be here for training for crowd control. And the word's gotten out at what? It's just not as much fun or it's a hassle? Because I noticed there well, were. It's a hassle because people are driving long distance from around the United States. And they come here and they get pulled over at 2 o'clock in the morning and everything thrown and rifled out of their cars and their houses. You know, and they don't put it back. They make the person who was the victim put it back. And they might not find anything. I heard that there was a permit for the gathering this year, which means it should be a legal gathering. So why are the people getting hassled if it's legal? Well, they have a budget that they have to meet. They get a budget, a federal budget, and all these law enforcement officers are imported from all over the United States for this incident command team. Um, the local sheriffs, they really don't like them coming in because they'd rather get the revenue if they're going to arrest somebody or give them a ticket, get the revenue themselves for their county. You know, they don't get anything by helping the Leos out here. You know. But, um, so actually, there's another level of conflict. There's, you think there's conflict between the local law enforcement and the Forest Service? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely there is. Um, the local law enforcement, like I said, they're, they're, they want to police their own backyards. They don't want to be dictated to by another agency. And that's what the Forest Service does when they come in here in force like this, is they are dictating what the protocol and procedures are going to be. I did stop at the Cuba Forest Ranger station. She did say that there were some felonies. What, six? Did you hear about the stab? So there were six felonies arrests oh, and there was a stabbing. You know, this is, this is like anywhere you go, you know. Any community you go to in the United States of America, you're going to have good people, you're going to have bad people, you're going to have in-between people, you know. And sure, um, they've had some incidences that happened. Uh, it all got taken care of by the local sheriff and then the Leos, the Forest Service, comes in and takes over their jurisdiction on it, you know. Um, with the U.S. Marshals and everything, um, Shantasina, which is everybody here, they're peacekeepers. That's what Shantasina means. And we have turned over violent offenders, pedophiles, uh, murderers, rapists, we have turned them over to them out there to let them deal with them. They've never come in and caught anybody on their own without the family's help, you know. I noticed your radio there on your shoulder. Are you somebody official? Nope. I monitor the different channels because we have Firewatch channel, we have Shaughnessyna channel, we have parking channels. So everything's handled by the people that come here. They see something that needs to be done, they volunteer to help do it. Okay, 
So you'll have people walking around in the middle of the night checking fires to make sure it's safe, that they have five gallons of water and a shovel with them, you know. Uh, you might have a domestic dispute between a husband and a wife or a girlfriend and a boyfriend. You'll have family members that will come and counsel with them, you know, to get things taken care of. You know, so we're pretty self-sufficient. Hey. Hello. Hello. I'm Donnie. Hey, Donnie. I've offered to walk you through the gathering if you'd like. Oh, you're awesome. She's camped up by us. Uh-huh. Okay, we're up here at the barking lot, so if you take this trailhead right by Kitty yeah. Village, straight up that way, it takes yeah. you right to the barking lot. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, we were thinking about taking her over to Info. Yeah. Maybe talking to some people there. Uh-huh. Uh, taking her over to Calm. Uh-huh. Talking to some people at Calm. Maybe hitting Millaways or Lovin' Ovens, mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, if we went that way after talking to Calm and Info and that, uh, we could probably hit the ovens and granola funk, and then if she wanted to go back up to get some weather clothes on for the night, mm -hmm. she can go up to the road and hitch a ride back to the barking lot. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Jack, you've been very kind. I'll see oh, well, you guys we'll around. around. Oh, yeah. Okay, I really yeah, appreciate you know, your kindness. It's funny, it's, a, it's a, a kind of spread out and there's a lot of people, but you seem to keep running into the same ones. Okay, good. You know, I don't know. So, so if you guys go towards time. Love and Ovens that way, uh, we'll head over that way and meet up with her and make sure she gets a ride back up to the parking lot. Okay. And I brought a jacket with me, so I think I'll be okay. Because okay. okay. Love and yeah. Ovens is a place you should stop at. It's okay. A, it's pretty neat to see a bakery in the middle of the forest like that. Okay. With, whipping out pizzas and sticky buns and... It's, yeah, it's wonderful. Okay. Yeah, it's good that you ask people yeah. if you can interview. Very good. Okay, yeah. I have to actually for the radio, so I always do that. All right, thanks a bunch, you guys. So I'm walking up to the information booth. It's a baby blue tarp over a, um, a table that's made out of wood, flats, and uh, cut wood. And it's got a nice little white Chinese lamp over it and some hmm, prayer flags. And there's just beautiful people everywhere. <laughs> you look like an old friend of mine. Hi. <laughs> Good. Okay, we're walking through the barter area. People have blankets and towels down and things that they want to barter. There's a lot of jewelry, candles. Books, shoes. Yes. It's kind of like being in the mall outside. There's a free clinic. It's a table set up and it's just got a bunch of free medicinals, menstrual products, condoms. We're going down the hill. Free aid. There's a sign that's posted on a little stick and it's written on a piece of brown cardboard. First aid clinic slash calm. Free medical care. People are coming down the hill. There's probably a group of you know, 20 people. There's an open fire. Tarps everywhere. A couple of tents. Would you like to be interviewed for our show? Absolutely. Great. Awesome. My name's Suzanne. Suzanne. And, nice um, to meet you. My given name at birth was Luke Goldstein. Awesome. Other known as Alokananda. Alokananda. 
How many gatherings have you been to? This is my first gathering. Yes, but uh, I feel that I've been a part of this culture for a long time. For what reasons? For what reasons do I feel that I've been a part of this culture, or what brings me here? Yeah, what reasons? What reasons do you feel you've been a part of this culture? Just a uh, part of social, environmental, spiritual change. Uh, learning to connect with the earth more, heal one another, live in a vibration of love, and not conditioning. Where are you from? I'm from New York City. Fantastic. And you know, a lot of people call this group of people hippies. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? I think any generalization creates walls and barriers between human connectedness. Even if you called me a yogi, I'd be like, you know, please don't classify me. Let's just connect as we are. And uh, I don't, I wouldn't limit this group to such a name as, as just hippie. There's a diversity of people here and we're, we've come, we've evolved out of that 60s culture but we've, there's such a change in the world now where there's so many more subcultures overlapping that you can't generalize a population of rebellious and when I mean rebellious I mean people that are anti-conditioning so that can manifest in a lot of different ways uh, there's a lot of different spiritual communities here. There's a lot of different um, ways that people choose to express themselves. So I, I would say that hippie is a very, very broad and kind of under, undermining uh, generalization of the energy that's here. Our show is about peacemaking. Mm -hmm. What are you most looking forward to at this gathering as it relates to peace? Uh, I have a lot of peace within, that's what I strive to cultivate and I'm just looking to share that with other people and find other, you know, other people that are holding that vibration of peace within themselves. I think there's um, a powerful change happening on our planet and that a lot of people that have chosen to come here are aware of the more profound, subtle, spiritual changes that are happening in human consciousness right now and that is very much about peace. And, you know, I think some people here are a little more on an escape, escapism trip, and others are really aware of what needs to change. So I'd like to stimulate some insight or thoughts for people that are kind of stuck in a, a rebellious uh, culture that isn't necessarily looking to, to heal themselves or nurture themselves. Um, yeah, I'm just here to spread my light. Yeah. yeah, so you really you already sense that there is a split here with peop different kinds of people at the gathering. Some people have a different motivation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, intentions become clear at some point um, when you connect with another person. I think we all feel that kind of stuff uh, subtly when we interact with other human beings. And uh, here, there's so many like minds that you you're pretty you're pretty sure which side of the split you fit into more or less and I think some people are in the middle as well but again I don't want to generalize uh, even in that context. It's a fascinating comment because you called it escapism. Mm -hmm. What makes you uncomfortable about that portion of society? You know, uh, I'll call it escape escapism on some level because there's an element of that but there's also a tremendous courage that it takes to leave the known and that I think a lot of these younger or this culture of traveling, hitchhiking seekers, uh, they know something's fundamentally wrong with the structures that we come from, but their approach is missing an element of inner responsibility, what I mean emotional awareness, uh, you know, 
health-oriented practices. We're, I think we're all ultimately looking for a consistency of fulfillment. And so, like I said, there, there's something about staying in the known only, like staying in a, uh, in a social structure. You never experience another culture. You never experience um, uh, something outside of your security or of your comfort. So there's something to be said about leaving the known. But balancing that also with responsibility, I think, is the key. That's the middle path that I'm trying to connect with other people that have jobs, but also, you know, are aware that there's this change happening and you know much love to people that just travel you know right on I think uh, that's a valiant path of self-discovery um, but there's got to be a point where you're acknowledging whether you are harming yourself and or fate you know like in my own personal let me summarize this my own personal belief system you know, I believe in karma, so to speak, cause and effect, even in, in physics, that wherever we are running from something, you know, having aversion to, or we're clinging to something, holding on to, we're creating a cycle. And that really coming into that center of in between resisting or holding on to is, is, a, is a, a healthy, integrated, loving, peaceful way of being in the world. Great. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Action guarantees a strong reaction. Everybody wants to be a movie star. I can see the big attraction because they work for just a fraction of the time we work, yet they get paid much more. And the basking in the glory is a big part of the story. Must be fun for everyone to know your name. Though it might not be so jazzy to be trailed by paparazzi, to be an actor seems worthwhile just the same. So if you want to be an actor, clap your hands. If you want to be an actor, clap your hands. If you want to be an actor with the paparazzi factor. If you want to be an actor, clap your hands. But if you'd rather drive a tractor, stamp your feet. If you'd rather drive a tractor, stamp your feet. If you'd rather drive a tractor, then be a movie actor. If you'd rather drive a tractor, stamp your feet. If you want to be an actor, I suggest you buy a camera. Have your friends film the movie of your life. You'll have to find a good solution to accomplish distribution, but at least you'll be a star in your own mind. And I know it will be hard to face the pressures of a job, but at least you will work in reality. You could cure the world of cancer, prevent the next disaster, be a productive member of society. But if you'd rather be an actor, clap your hands. If you'd rather be an actor, clap your hands. If you'd rather be an actor with the paparazzi factor, if you'd rather be an actor, clap your hands. But if you want to drive a tractor, stamp your feet. If you want to drive a tractor, stamp your feet. If you want to drive a tractor and not be a movie actor. If you want to drive a tractor, stamp your feet.
It's the joke workshop. Flap like classic beauty radio dot of them. Don't want a pickle. Just want to ride on the motorcycle. I don't want a tickle. Cause I'd rather ride on my motorcycle. I don't want to die. Just want to ride on my motorcycle. I'd rather ride on my 
agents can do it, so I'm sure that somewhere in the world is a goddamn bear. <laughs> Just from being on the show, you know. Watching Ed from the wings, you know, you pick it up. Now, I know that a lot of guys do Ed Sullivan on kind of an amateur basis, and I'm here to help. It's, you know, kind of replace the lampshade for men in parties. The <laughs> when you do your Ed Sullivan impression, when you do your Ed Sullivan, don't worry about the voice or the manner of voice. Just the acts you introduce. The stranger, the freakier the acts are, the better your Ed Sullivan will be. I'll now start my Ed Sullivan. I do the John Biner Ed Sullivan, by the way. Many of the comics prefer the Will Jordan. But the John Biner Ed Sullivan is cued for my ear by saying the phrase, well, now you know. But I know. But I know right here in Washington. But I know. I'll get it. But I know. But I know right here in Washington. Uh, just after Connie Francis, her tribute to Carmen Basilio. <laughs> Immediately following, or just following, the waltzing mice, <laughs> the Maori fire eaters, and just before, or is that just before or just after? During <laughs> the aerial photographs of Kate Smith, <laughs> the entire female population will run out on our stage and yell out their brassiere sizes. <laughs> now in our audience side, now you know sitting out there in our room, where are you now? There you are. <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> That's all that's really here. That's really here and he swam all the way from Scotland. There you are. The world's largest nun. Don't stand up, sister. But I know, but I know next week on our show. The Bronze Age. Excerpt from the Protestant Reformation. What would be the ultimate Ed Sullivan act? It would have to be... It would have to be everything that has occurred since eternity. Or maybe how about Ed just staring back at you for an hour? How are you? I'd like to see them one time while it's over now. No one got a chance to thank Ed either. You dig that? The last one that they taped, they didn't know it was going to be the last one because they were due to go into reruns the next week, and then it was canceled after it was in reruns. So at the actual last show after 23 years, nobody really, you know, knew the vibes they were into. What a shame. I would like to have been there just to say, Thanks, Ed! No kidding, man. Thanks for all the crazy acts and everything in all those years. Wow. Thanks for the Beatles, Ed. Ed made sure we got them, man. And Elvis? Yeah. A little maudlin, gang, but thanks, Ed. Da -da -da. On Underground Night, that's the night before coming. All the Indians get together in this little ballroom. They get their little stuff, you understand? Like that, and they go, 
look like that, you know, photo, don't, don't do and photos that go, <laughs> you know, in the arm, you understand? And they make them feel good, and they get there, and they pitch a bitch. <laughs> I don't mean a ball, I see a bitch. All night, all through the night, don't care. See when mine is out, they come, you fall out there. Blue guy. 
golden band. Well, I got the golden band. I'm gonna chase them hawks. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Oh, the golden band. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Oh, the seven water hunters is having some fun. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Oh, the golden band and is riding some fun. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Oh, well, I got the golden band and they got none. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Oh, hey, two way back away. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Oh, hey, two way back away. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Oh, the Cherokee hunter from the great white land. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Well, I got the golden band. Damn, man, damn. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Oh, hey, two way back away. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Oh, hey, two way back away. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Well, I'm coming and I'm coming and I mean no wrong. Ray White Blue got the golden band. I'm gonna meet the seven ones and I'm all home. Ray White Blue got the golden band. Send them home. Red, white, blue, got the golden band. Oh, the great gate, I go from the great night walk. Red, white, blue, got the golden band. Well, I fucked over them and I mean no harm. Red, white, blue, got the golden band. Oh, I'm riding them, riding on the carnival mall. Red, white, blue, got the golden band. I'm gonna meet all the tribes and send them home. Black Classic Mutiny Radio.fm. All these records are from Public Library here in San Francisco or a thrift store. So enjoy and go out and make your own show.
condition was in. I woke up this morning with the sundown shining in. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then. Tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in.
Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Joan Rivers! Four girls alone, what's the matter? It's, uh, your mother's going crazy? It's, where are you from? Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York, same thing, yeah. How old are you? You don't know. 27, your mother, and you're single? Your mother must be going out of her mind. It's, uh, Jewish or Gentile? Gentile Catholic? No, then you have nothing to worry about. No, Catholic mothers have an excuse. She wants to be a nun. What can I do? You have nothing to worry about. Jewish mothers, they be walking around with a baggie over their faces. But Gentile is very different. And this is nice with the matching outfit. Lovely, lovely, yeah. Yeah, then we all try, but what the hell? Yeah, feel this. Yeah, acetate. But, uh, so how long are you married? And no wonder you had a mink jacket. That's it. How's it working out? Fine. Thank God. That's it. Children? <laughs> you never know. And this is this is who is this? Is it just a friend or engaged, married, single? Married? No. Engaged. Almost engaged? Yeah. Get a ring first. Don't give me almost engaged. <laughs> Engage means let's go to the Hotel Dixie. You get really engaged. That's, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Don't let him talk you into anything. I'm telling you right now. And you're already sunburned. Very nice. But you can always single again. Look at this again. You know, smoking away, being charming. Tears streaming down her face. Pretending you're having fun, right? The single girls on the, on the date, who makes the conversation? The man shows up, whoopee, whoopee, whoopee. It's the girl, right? Sitting there discussing things like premarital sex, puffing away. <laughs> well, if you love somebody, why not? <laughs> I'll tell you why not. Get the ring first. Because <laughs> if you don't get the ring in the beginning, you'll never get it. Look what I got. <laughs> Four chips and 12 mirrors. Look what I got. See this? I pass it around, but you'll drop it. I'll have seven years bad luck. Can you see this? And when he gave it to me, he had the gall to look me in the eye and say, "It's small, but it's perfect." I'm a woman. A woman doesn't want small but perfect. I want it imperfect but big. Who would know? Would you know? I wouldn't hang out with jewelers' wives. Who would know? a ring when I came on stage you'd look at me and go bad taste <laughs> I went to a ring you can't get a glove on you know those kind I went to wear a glove on my right hand and go stark naked with the left one through life I went to a ring when I came on stage you'd look at me and go catch the ring <laughs> She's not that hot looking, but catch the ring. She must have something. She must be great in bed. You know what this chip tells you? You haven't heard 
before anything starts. That's all I say to you. So you're single. You're going out on dates with people you hate? Yeah, we all go through it. What? Oh, I, did. I went out with anything. I was 27 too. If he can walk and talk and find the doorbell, that was it. Anything. Any, I, I would get obscene phone calls. I'd say, hang on, let me get a cigarette. No, 20, my mother, a mother, I'm 27 years old, not moving. Do you know what my mother went through? Eh? What do you mean you don't like him? He's a lawyer. Mother, he's a lawyer with pimples. So what? Marry him, the pimples will clear up. I was, and I was desperate too. On what I went through, single. Remember those days, smiling, going out with anybody? How'd you get my name? <laughs> From a men's room, I'll be there. Anything. Didn't you go through that when you were single? I was a bridesmaid 108 times. You know, it's like they have 108 acetate dressing in your car.
Classic Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Keep listening. More flat black plastic coming to you. And we here.
Looks like it's gonna rain, doesn't it? But there's no need to be sad. Remember, this is the day that the Lord has made. And even when there are dark clouds, oh, we have a different kind of sunshine. And that's what this next song is all about. After serving in the conflict overseas And the time that he served Get on a local hero. 
Rose Hill There's a hole in Daddy's arm Where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing
haunted house. Not a window was broken, and the paint wasn't peeling. Not a porch step sagged, yet there was a feeling that beyond the door and into the hall, this was the house of no one at all. No one who breathed, nor laughed, nor ate, nor said, I love, nor said, I hate. Why weeds on the path grow high, and even the moon races fearfully by, or something walks along the stair, something that is. Oh. 
is the moon tonight. How thin and sharp and ghostly white is the thin curved crook of the moon tonight. with a beautiful girl. And before the next full moon rose in the sky, they were wed. To please her husband, the young wife wore a different gown each night. Sometimes she was dressed in yellow. Other nights, she wore red or blue or white. And she always wore a black velvet ribbon around her slender neck. Day and night she wore that ribbon, and it was not long before her husband's curiosity got the better of him. Why do you always wear that ribbon? he asked. She smiled a strange smile and said not a word. At last her husband got angry, and one night he shouted at his bride, Take that ribbon off! I'm tired of looking at it. You will be sorry I do, she replied. So I won't. Every morning at breakfast, the husband ordered his wife to remove the black velvet ribbon from around her neck. Every night at dinner, he told her the same thing. But every morning at breakfast and every night at dinner, all his wife would say was, you will be sorry if I do, so I won't. A week passed. The husband no longer looked into his wife's eyes. He could only stare at that black velvet ribbon around her neck. One night, as his wife lay sleeping, he tiptoed to her sewing basket. While Jeroboam the second was king, God said to Jonah, Quickly, son of Amati, quietly, go careful not to awaken her, and he bent over his wife's bed and snipped and the velvet ribbon fell to the floor Jonah was extremely and snap and ignoring off command, came her head. It rolled over onto the floor in the moonlight wailing tearfully. I told you you'd be sorry. Good. Clap like plastic, mutinyradio.fm. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to 
you rise and shine. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope you're feeling fine. The sun is just above the hill. Another day for us to fill with all the things we love to do. Oh, can't you hear? It's calling you.
Stellar's J. One. Examples. Orange crowned warbler. One. Crowned Warbler. Three. One. Townsend's Warbler. One, three. Two. Townsend's Warbler. One. Build Magpie One. Black Build Magpie One. Two. Two. 
western wood peewee. Seven examples. Western wood peewee. Seven examples. Western flycatcher, one. Western flycatcher, one, two.
Siempre. 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 Siempre.